Hey, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Roman's Rundown. I'm Steve Roman, and I'm here with my chum, producer, <laughs> David Sturcio. Wow. David, bro? David, is that how we're going with this? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be David Sturcio. That's your birth name. It, well, there's rumors. <laughs> rumors are true. Okay, so um, just wanted to introduce us. We're going to be doing a wide variety of topics on my podcast. Um, get ready for a hilarious, engaging podcast. We're going to cover everything from news, current events, sports, some parenting topics. And again, I'm Steve Roman. I'll be your host. I'll be working with Dave Sturcio. We're looking to dive into all of these topics with you. We're looking to have a lot of fun and get this podcast rolling, okay? Um, you're definitely going to be in for a treat. Let me give you Roman's rundown. Uh, we're talking about the hottest teams right now in the NFL. Uh, we're doing a broadcast. We're going to focus on the NFL this particular podcast because we're right in the middle of the season. We're ending uh, the season, we're entering the playoffs. We're actually sort of deep into the playoffs already, and we've had a lot of big upsets, a lot of um, crazy games, and a lot of things to talk about. Um, unfortunately for me, uh, as you guys know, being on Jimmy Palumbo's show, shout out to Jimmy Palumbo, who's a great guy who got me started in on this. Really appreciate that. Thanks to Jimmy for having me for several shows, introducing me to the podcast and the sports world. Also a giant fan, uh, miserable like me. Uh, <laughs> Dave is a cowboy fan who had a good season, but again, and an unfortunate end to a positive season, but a horrific ending to uh, for the Cowboys and their fans. Um. I death taxes and getting eliminated in the playoffs seems to be only only guarantees in life for me. Yeah. Right? I, well, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, it's, I feel bad for the Cowboy fans because, listen, we're all fans. We love our teams. We live and die with these teams. If you're a real fan and it's hurtful, a friend loses. Listen, you tease them, you have fun, but you know the feelings they're going through. So you don't want to really kick them while they're down. We're already down. So you want to get satisfaction on being a bully? It's kind of disappointing to see the Cowboys come out and do that again. It was frustrating. Um, as a fan, uh, I appreciate Dallas's skill set, their players. I appreciate the owner and his unrelenting, uh, just always wants to win. So you have to appreciate that. He's always spending money. I like that he's always giving players second chances. Uh, Jerry Jones, he's been known for that. Uh, and the organization is, it's a class organization. It really is. It's family run. And um, they just can't piece it together to get to the end game. I don't know exactly what it is. Dave, do you have any thoughts at all? I know you're frustrated. I know it was a great season. I know you're coming off uh, another loss. But seriously, where do you go? Uh, who are you upset with? Is it – I know you're you're really a diehard, and I know you appreciate all the things I just went over. 
I don't need you to go over that. I just want you to express your feelings on where you're at. Well, right now, being that it's Wednesday and like I've had some time to digest this entire thing and the, the world has moved on from the Cowboys as they should. Um, but Jerry Jones being who he is, he's, he's still in the headlines uh, because of the fact that now decisions have to be made. You know, he, he's either going to let Mike McCarthy walk or he's going to try to go get Bill Belichick or he, there's so many rumors right now. But as far as a feeling is concerned, like I'm I'm more I'm more numb to it, man. And it's it's weird because like this is the first time that we've gotten I mean, this is the worst loss I've ever seen in the playoffs as far as like getting just trounced. Right. But like halfway through it, it became a little bit of a, like a snicker, you know, just like, a, hmm, there we go again. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's so we're so programmed as Cowboys fans to not get to this extra, extra leap. And we haven't been to the NFC uh, championship game since 95. Haven't won a Super Bowl since 95. So it's been a long, long time. And I think that Cowboys fans are, there's two sides of it. You're either completely fed up or you're just like, okay, you know, I guess next time around, we'll see. But that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm just like, let's see what happens next. Let's see if Jerry Jones decides to pull the plug on Mike McCarthy and try to start something new. My gut right now is telling me that McCarthy is going to be around again. Uh, he's got one more year left on his deal, and so does Dak Prescott. So in that regard, I think the Cowboys are going to be status quo, and I think that might piss off a lot of Cowboys fans. Right. Well, you know, listen, if, if you exclude – um, the loss uh, to the Packers, the 48-32 loss. Uh, the season was a productive season. You guys had a good year. You got a lot of good players. You got a lot of, you know, a couple of top receivers, maybe one of the top three, four best in the world. Your quarterback's a good quarterback. Um, he hasn't reached the status of great yet. I think he could be, and I know that we've all discussed that we're waiting for him to reach that at this point as he's in his prime. Um, yeah. I mean, maybe, that, was eight, that was his eighth year, eight years already in this, in this game. So it's like I, how much he's about to be 31 years old. How many, how many, how many more runs at this does he have? You know? Right. It's, you know, they got after Tony Romo who, you know, also we could talk about who was also a very good quarterback who went through some tough times, but, you know, is it starting to look like that's the, you know, what we have with Dak? And, you know, again, two different quarterbacks, but reaching the same kind of pinnacles, but not getting to that next level for the organization, the fans and everybody else. But we'll see. Maybe one more year. Again, I think you're in a good position. You could get a player or two. You're not, you know, maybe going to lose a lot of players too. So free agency is a mother effer, man. <laughs> like that's just, it's the way well, you lose players. It just sucks. Well, you know, you guys are more prone to keep players, I think, than the Giants. I mean, they throw money around like crazy. I do think um, Jerry Jones will spend the money, but you're going to lose some players. But I think that you'll still have a solid foundation to come back and he's going to put a good team on the field again, where, a lot of these other teams, unfortunately, the Giants, I don't know. They got their head buried in the sand, and it doesn't seem like it's coming out anytime soon. So uh, You got a little bit of a coaching issue right now over there in New York. It just seems like Wink Martindale's out, but he's also now outing people in the articles. Like, he's basically saying, like, you know, Brian Dayball's a piece of shit when it comes to, like, treatment of the players and on the sidelines. That's, that's, that's a rough locker room to want to go to. Like, why would a free agent say, you know what? 
it's kind of like the Knicks, you know, it's like, why, why, why do I want to come to New York when it's just in a little bit of a disarray situation? That's a great point. I mean, um, really, you got to think about, uh, that nonsense with Martindale going public. We saw some of it while, you know, we did Jimmy's podcast. We saw them running down the sidelines. We saw a lot of the debauchery during the games, which we discussed, which didn't look good. It's not professional. This is not little, you know, even college or there's the best players in the world behaving like that. You got to be able to have a coach that keeps it together. I, I do. I do agree with you. I mean, the Giants are in just such disarray. And then for your defensive coordinator to throw out the team like that, you know, in public and say, listen, it's it's just a mess back here. And and, you know, this guy's trying to make me the scapegoat. Let's look at the head coach and see what he's up to. So, he, right. you know, it's it's something the Giants really have to look at. They're going to leave that status quo again. I mean, what are the play? What kind of uh, representation is management showing the players, these younger kids that you can't, you know, you have issues there. Yeah. And, you know, you're preaching one thing, but doing another, it's not, it's not a good, it's not a good fit right now for the giants. And I don't see the GM really making a big demonstrative change with them. I mean, he had one good year D ball really. It was a and it was and it was a low. I think it was because it was a low expectation year that it seems so good. You know, like the Giants are coming into that season. Ah, they'll win four or five games, and all of a sudden you're a playoff team. You're like, oh, oh okay, like we we got something here. And um, yeah, I just think there are a couple bad injuries. Uh, you know, suffered this year. The talent levels was you know up and down. Like you went out and got Waller, and people are like, oh, I can't believe, I can't wait to see Daniel Jones with a real tight end. And it just never panned out. He couldn't stay on the field. Saquon Barkley's contract shit just kind of just kind of ate up a lot of your uh, of the attention of the of the Giants fans, and had to figure out how to pay him, how to keep him happy, right? So I don't know, man. The the Giants are in a little bit of a tough spot now. I ask you, you're a Giants fan through and through, and obviously you have, I believe, the sixth pick in the draft. Um, there's going to be a lot of changes, but like, are you? in the mindset, no matter what, you got to get a quarterback? Or can you address other positions right now while knowing that Daniel Jones will be back maybe mid-season next year, but also maybe go sign a, a free agent like a like a Jameis Winston or maybe bring back a Tyrod Taylor or something like that? Are you in this get that quarterback now because we're so high in the draft? Or are you just like, look, there's too many other holes. We got to figure this out. I would I would look for a quarterback right now. I think the Giants need a quarterback. They need stability. They haven't really had stability. I liked when we spoke about briefly um uh the quarterback uh from Denver. Uh Russ Russell Wilson. He, yeah. Thank you. Russell Wilson. I mean, been around for years, still healthy, still mobile. I don't like what uh, what's going on with him out there with the nonsense with the coach. I still think he's a good guy. Iron says, "Oh, he's such a, you know, he's big into the Lord." Who cares? The guy's right. a good guy. He's had success. Bring him in. What do the Giants have to lose? Sign him to a two-year deal. Well, he would have to. He would have to be downright just cut by the Broncos in order to don't have you somebody. Sean Payton's going to do that. I don't I think so, too. It's going to be like it's one of the most historically it. horrible Contract, contracts to eat yeah. <laughs> in yeah. like history of the NFL. So that's rough. We've seen this, though. We've seen these contracts that they just, 
you know, just to get rid the money's just endless. So it's not even about the contract. But back to your point is, yeah, I think the Giants could use him. I think he's a good guy. I still think he has some gas in the tank. I think he would bring some stability and then bring in a couple of players, you know, around him. They don't have to be the greatest players, the biggest names, but try to get a decent line. Try to protect him a little bit. He's still yeah. mobile, you yeah. know. So I'm uh, as a Giant fan, we need change. We need something demonstrative and big. You want to hang your hat on Daniel Jones and wait another year. And it's frustrating. It's over. The season's over. We all have to wait now till 2025. You know, you get 2024, you get to watch the season. But every year you go, oh, my God, the season's over. It's 2025 now. And we're not in it. And right. it's another year gone by. And every team, I say this every year, like these windows that are for these NFL teams, they're very, they're very narrow, you know, like it's not, you don't get like, you can build the best team in the world, but based off the salary caps and how things move and how players want out and this, that, and that, it's very hard to keep a nucleus of a team together, man. It, it really is. And I think the Giants are an example of that I think the Cowboys are an example of that, you know, they drafted very well over the last couple of years. They got some studs over there, but like, guess what? <laughs> in a couple of years, they're going to want the bag, you know? So it's really a big decision for all parties involved to really say like who gets that bag. So, so are you, all right. So gun to your head right now, veteran leader or rookie at pick six, which one would you prefer? I take the veteran leader. Okay. And that's, I right. go with the veteran leader. I just want to see, you know, what's going to transpire. Um, you know, I've seen a lot of things with the rookies that have, spiraled out of control in the NFL, you know, the Jets, uh, you know, with, with Wilson and, you know, I just feel like it's a crapshoot. Yeah, it's a crapshoot, but I, I'm going to take, I'll take the old man and the leadership and see what happens. So, you know, we got nothing to lose. I mean, you brought Hostetler in. I mean, this guy, I it's mean, you really, you going back, you're like, wow, he's really throwing something out. They so desperate. But, you know, if I don't throw that out there, I'll take more medicine for my depression. So, you know, got to sort of think things positive. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> the Browns and the Texans, uh, I thought that uh, the Texans look pretty good. C. Stroud's C. the real Stroud. deal, man. He's the real C. deal. Stroud is the real deal. How do the, um, how do the Panthers feel right now? <laughs> that they had the pick and they they just botched it. They just like, nope, Bryce Young's the guy. Right. Like, right. okay, go ahead, go for it. And he's just he just never panned out. Not yet, at least. I mean, I know it's gonna still take some time, but man, Not CJ's like, on another level right now. Yeah, he's fantastic. And a nice kid, too. Yeah. Very yeah. Humble. You know, you like to see that today. I find, you know, again, being a, you know, an education ex-teacher, even coaching, um, the humbleism just to be like a good person. It's a little refreshing today. I like it. Great kid. Um, and yeah, he's got it. He looks like he's, he's a force to be reckoned with. And, yeah. um, you know, we'll how, do you, see how do you think, how do you think they got, you think they got a shot at Baltimore or what? Baltimore's a well-oiled machine, man. They really I, are. I mean, Baltimore's Lamar Jackson is another, he's another class act. Great quarterback. I like Zay Flowers, who a lot of Love people Zay. don't talk about. Mm -hmm. um, Great very, movie. very mm -hmm. dangerous receiver. Um, got a ton of yak yards, too. Um, 
very, very fast. Um, I think he had 77 receptions this season with an average of about 11 yards per catch. That's which great. Is, which is really, you know, very impressive. Not so basically, a lot of pe- he averages a first down every time he gets the ball. Pretty much. That's I crazy. Mean, yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's hard crazy. to imagine that he's getting the ball and you're like, we already cashed in our first down, which we know <laughs> how hard it's to come by first yeah. downs in the NFL. Yeah, Even for sure. Third and one. We see these stops time and time again. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they, they look good. Um, great speed, definitely. I like that. I don't, I, you know, that's going to be a fun game. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a good game. I tend to agree with you that it's going to be hard to stop Lamar Jackson. That That is a fine oiled machine. It really is. Um, they're pretty level-headed. That's going to be a tough game. If I had to pick that game, I'm going to take the experience of Lamar. Same, same. You know, and... The story, the story would write itself. If C.J. Stroud can go into Baltimore and win, it's like, holy shit, you know? But, like, we'll see. But, again, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I think experience will kind of reign supreme on that one. But I think that will be a good game. I definitely agree. That could be yeah. exciting. And even if C.J. Stroud loses and is competitive, mm-hmm. he really, he really, you know, has a lot to say about what he's been able to do. Yeah, for sure. Um, then we have the Bucks, the Bucks and the Lions. That was an interesting game this week. The one point affair. Uh, oh, you mean the, the Lions and the Rams? Lions and the Rams heading into this week. Where the Lions are going to play the Bucks, but I thought that was an interesting game. I mean, Jared Goff and uh, Matthew Strafford. Did you see any of that game? Yeah, game. yeah. Well, it, you know, it's funny. Um, I talked to a bunch of colleagues of mine, and I and I was looking forward to that game. I was, but I knew it was going to be dictated on how the Cowboys did because it was like. It was going to determine my mood of wanting to watch any more football after watching that. But it was actually a relief, you know, kind of like gave me something, you know, to to root for, excited for. You know, obviously the Cowboys and the Lions had their little bit of a debauchery like a couple of weeks ago with the calls and the no calls and this, that, and the third. But um, what Dan Campbell has been able to do down there, what Jared Goff was able to do in that game and basically unite a city. Like Detroit has been through a lot of shit. They haven't won a playoff game since 91. You know what I mean? So it's been a long time. Bro, when they said that, it's hard to fathom. Like, I understand the Cowboys haven't won a Super Bowl since 95. Well, guess what? Believe it or not, the 49ers haven't won one since 94. But nobody talks about that because they've already gotten the one, right? But, like, for the Lions, man, they've never even sniffed a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? So it's like it's they were in the NFC title game, I believe, in 91 after they beat the Cowboys. And uh, they just got beat up by, I believe it was the Redskins at the time in 91, if I'm not mistaken. But in any event, it, it's been that long, right? So to see what they're doing now for the city of Detroit, I think it's really cool. Um, sucks for Stafford. I love Stafford. I think he's a gamer. I think he's a warrior. And he's going to have some questions about if he wants to do this all over again. Because he's getting on the older side. He's on the wrong side of 30. Uh, but he's also on the wrong side of a lot of injuries. So I think that he's just been beaten up a little bit. But, um, yeah, the game was great, man. Good for Detroit. And like you were just mentioning before, you know, the, the Bucks did me a little bit of a solid after being so depressed and sad about the Cowboys. To watch the Eagles just to completely implode over the last month of the season was very refreshing. <laughs> As a Cowboy fan, it was refreshing. Right. And I'm a Giant fan. So, again, it's like I was happy for uh, for us in that regard, definitely. It was like 
little bit of a relief, especially watching the Eagles suffer. Um, I think it was five out of six of the last. They, they, I tell you what, and, and like, uh, like you said, I'm not kicking anybody when they're down. I know Eagles fans out there that are friends of mine, so I would never bash them, but <laughs> same breath. That Nick Sirianni's got the most punchable face in the league, man. And to see him get dropped like that after he was yelling at the Kansas City fans. Do you remember that? When he went into the tunnel, he's like, yeah, I don't hear you now, Chiefs fan. Bro, they went like one in five since that game. <laughs> so it's like you, you, bit, a lot, you bit off Karma. a little bit more. Yeah, yes, Karma gotta, came up and bitch in the ass, man. Yeah, I mean, he deserves, he deserves what he's going to get. I mean, they just really, he's got to answer to uh, – you know, ownership and ownership is good there too. Um, in Philly. Um, so we'll see what happens. How about the Bills and the Steelers? The Bills look good. I had the bill, yeah. I had the Bills Molly whopping those guys. I mean, the Steelers kept it close for a little while, but if I had a pick right now, the hottest team in the AFC that looks the best with the well rounded is Josh Allen and those boys, bro. They could run the ball throw the ball. Josh Allen can run the ball. Their defense is playing very well. Um, I like them. I love, I would love them to beat Kansas city. I really would. Cause I mean, like, you know, being a, being a fan of the game is one thing, but then like in the pop culture world, the chiefs have become the most unlikable team in, in the NFL because of the fact that you have Mahomes doing this all day. Like, give me the, give me the play, give me the play. And then pretending he's hurt and then he's not hurt. And then you have the Travis Kelsey, Pfizer boy just doing his thing, like just selling out that you have Taylor Swift. It's like, bro, you guys have become so mainstream that I cannot stand you anymore. So I would love nothing more than Josh Allen to beat up on the Chiefs this week. Yeah, well, I agree. I'm, I'm a big Josh Allen fan. He's really uh, he's had a couple of tough games uh, where he just wasn't himself. But I think overall, He's a beast. I mean, he's a big man. He's hard to bring down. He's mm -hmm. got a tremendous arm. He's tough as nails. I think the players around around him love him. They appreciate his work ethic. And they're, they're hungry. They're dangerous. And like you said, they are very, very hot right now. And he's could be the hottest quarterback in the league. Mm -hmm. And he is not a guy to uh, take lightly at all. Mm -mm. So, uh, nor is that team. Um, so we also have the 49ers Packers game, which looks like that's going to be love. Looked lovely. I mean, I can't really believe the Packers did it again. You know, they went from far to Rogers and you're like, Rogers leaves. You're like, ah, now they're screwed. No. They found another one. They found another really good quarterback. Yeah, I can't believe it. I just he he was very impressive to watch. I mean, and where he came from, those the like you said, it was far of Rogers and say there's no way this kid's gonna be able to fit in. And I get give Rogers credit. Rogers did say this kid is gonna be a good quarterback. He mm -hmm. did. You know, I, I'm not, you know, Rogers can be another one that gets in the mainstream too much, gets on my nerves sometimes with his BS. But I'll tell you, uh, he did call love. Uh, he called him out as a kid. That's a good kid, was going to be a good player. And he's proving Rogers right. He is a good quarterback who has good control of that team and seems like also another good guy. So I yeah. like him too. He's going to have his hands full with the 49ers. I'll tell you that right now. But Purdy's going to have his hands full too. 
Yeah, I mean, I just saw I just saw Dak kind of crumble against the Packers defense and not saying that, look, there's a lot of people are out there like, that's fun. The Packers had their day, you know, but now they're about to just get the shit kicked out of them by the 49ers. And the Cowboys were seven-point favorites, and the, and the Niners are nine-and-a-half-point favorites. So the Packers are playing with this house money mentality, and you know well as anybody else who's a sports fan, if you're going in there loose with nothing to lose and you just can play free, that's a dangerous team to run into no matter where you are. Like they just came in the Jerry world in which the Cowboys didn't lose a game this year at home. Right. And they just came in and fucking sparked them. So why not? Why can't that happen again and go into can I almost a candlestick, the <laughs> same thing, Levi or whatever it's called um, and, and take down the 49ers. Like I, I, 49ers haven't played a meaningful football game in three weeks. Think about that. Yeah. They didn't. They rested all their starters in weeks 18. They didn't play in wildcard round, and there's another week of preparation. So you're looking at these guys, and well, yes, it can help for their, you know, their bodies and preserving and making sure that their injuries are right. But there's something to be said about a team that can get on a roll. Like the Packers just beat the Cowboys. The 49ers haven't played a real good game in three weeks, and in a final game, they were actually struggling against Washington a little bit in week 17. So. I guess you never know, man. It's, it's the NFL, man. <laughs> That's what makes it great. That's you're hundred percent right. I mean, uh, it wouldn't be completely surprising if the Packers just ran this out. I mean, it wouldn't be like that's impossible the way they've looked. I mean, like you just said, it's the NFL. We've seen things happen as NFL fans over you know decades that were like, what the. F- just happened here i can't believe you uh even even dallas's field goal kicker i think missed the extra point or which was it was, like, it was to the point where it's like anything that can go wrong will go wrong right and this guy's the best <laughs> kicker in the league i just right but it was just a bad day so um yeah i agree with you so i don't know they could go in there and green bay could cause all kinds of problems for the 49ers i do think that uh, the Niners have a significant advantage in playoff experience uh, over the Packers, as the Packers hold one of the youngest offenses in the. They NFL. are the youngest. They are the youngest. They yeah. are. They are the youngest. So, I was looking at that, and I thought to myself, certainly, um, San Francisco has no doubt one of the most talented rosters out there. Um, with experience, but you do have to calculate in as good as they've been, the Packers. They are, you just confirmed, the youngest team in the league. That has to take some accountability for a lot of positives and a lot of negatives. Mm -hmm. You're hoping more positives because a team like this, shiny and new, and really don't know from anything, and if they play loose, you know. I don't have to tell you if they play loose, what can happen just by chance. Mm-hmm. You don't know, but we'll see. They're, they're young, so that 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 could work either way. I'm looking forward to see that game. San Francisco's loaded. You know, Bosa did say he's concerned with love, that he is definitely a guy that they've got to watch and they have to contain because he's very mobile too. Mm-hmm. You know, he can create a lot of plays, which we talked about. Yeah. So um very interesting there. Um 
And we didn't talk about a lot of things that are going on in the NFL this year where you've been burned and I've been burned and the NFL has been burned because it looks terrible is the penalties. Yeah. Game. We don't know what's going to happen. Right. You don't know what's going to happen with 17 seconds left and a 45-yard pass thrown by Love, and it's a clean play, and all of a sudden they see it as passing interference. Mm -hmm. Field goal just won the game. This has happened all year long where the NFL, you have Roger Goodell, he's making 50 million bucks to manage this league, needs to get that right. He needs to get the officiating on a better, in a better place. I mean, you have these calls to New York. You have the replays. How can we continue to watch this? And then you walk away and go, they still didn't get it right. I, I've said that a bunch of times, like, especially when they go to reviews. I was like, wait, you reviewed it and, and still got it wrong. How did you do that? <laughs> that's like, that's the whole point of the review, isn't it? Like to, to actually go to New York and say, hey, you know, we're not getting a good look. How about you guys? And then they're like, they're like, all right, this is the call. And you're looking at it, you're like, that's not even fucking close. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, where where you come up with it, this shit? I've said it since day one. You want to talk about the the conglomerate that is the NFL, the juggernaut. The, the, these guys have more money than anybody ever. You're telling me you can't employ full-time referees? You can't get a batch of you know, there's 16 games a week at max, right? If there's nobody has a buy, right? You're telling me you can't get, you know, 40, 50 guys on payroll every year to make sure that they're zeroed in on the rules, know the game, right? You got, and this is no disrespect to, to the females, but all of a sudden you got female referees running around there. You got new referees that we've never seen before running around there calling specific penalties that have cost teams either games or broken up spreads. You got to start thinking about the, 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 integrity of the league and i hate that for the nfl like think about it steve like if you turned on let's just say i don't know the the chiefs dolphins game right let's just say that they're playing and there's just laundry after laundry after laundry and that was the as a consumer that was the first game you ever watched ever as a fan you're like i, I don't know what football is about but let me go check it out and you watch the game full of penalties how the fuck do you come back why would you come back like this is stupid i don't want to do this it's ruining it it is. It's, it's, um, you know, I don't understand why, like you said, the NFL doesn't have a school mm -hmm. 12 months a year. Yeah. That they're running for, for, there are referees all over the world doing little league, peewee, high school, college, if you're interested. Right. Make it $150,000, $200,000 a year job with medical benefits, a pension. And you have union. to be the best. You have to be the best of the best. So the NFL is looking for 50 of the best guys. And you're back 10, and you're rated every year. There is no Angel Hernandez in the MLB <laughs> running around reckless, the worst umpire in baseball the last 30 years. For those of you that follow sports and baseball, I know you're familiar with the name Angel Hernandez. Everybody knows him. Dude, the MLB for money because he didn't get certain all-star games and perks as he's one of the highest paid umpires just from tenure alone. I think at about five and a quarter, $525,000 a year, um, not to stray away 
and get on the topic of Angel Hernandez, but we'll have a chance down the road to yeah. talk about the Yankees and MLB, which I'm looking forward to. Same. To get away from the Dallas and Giants and our depression <laughs> same, and same. the pills. Yep. Get off the pills and get on get on the Soto train here. And there you go. Hopefully uh, see what happens. But, you know, Dave, you're 100% right. There is absolutely no way with the amount of money and revenue that the NFL generates that they don't have a league, uh, a school, however you want to. They got a play. They have a they have a players association. Why can't they have a referees association, like a, a union? You know, something absolutely. like just have it as a an entity that's a part of the NFL, so you stop fucking up these games, man. Because there's too many games that were decided on shitty calls. Unless unless something's going on with the NFL that they don't want us to know about. Hopefully that's not the case. You know, I, I'm a true believer that right now the NFL is 100% honest, but they could really solidify that by, like you said, create it, pay for it, allow people to come out. Every year you're tested from, from a mental standpoint, knowing the game, mm-hmm. the changes, the teams, your responsibilities, and that if you need to add two more referees to the field or whatever it is to clean up the game from that standpoint, and that when you look things over and we're watching a game, we know that they're coming back with the right call, right. that we're not kicking the screen going, my team just lost on a bogus call. I mean, and then the NFL will come back in a day or two and say, oh, well, we punished that crew. They're not going to get the, They're not going to yeah. get. Oh, thanks a lot. Does that, does that add a right, win to my record? Right, like, <laughs> right. I had one in nine years of playoff game. I think the guy just jumped off a cliff. You're saying you're going to punish them. What you're going to take their food voucher away. You're going to down. <laughs> like these their- guys are leaving their full-time jobs on a Friday and flying to the game on Saturday. That's all they're like. There's no preparation. There's no, there's none of that shit. And that, and that's the kind of stuff that bothers me because it's like, it makes you think, like okay, like why? Why wouldn't you add these these guys? Like it just doesn't. I don't know, man. It doesn't make sense. They they've spent so much money on so many things, right? You would think that the next thing they should like, you know what? Referees are starting to screw up just a little bit too much. Let's let's re- let's rectify that situation. But it seems like they can't get that shit right either. It's weird. So, so easy to do too. Such an easy yeah. thing. I don't I know so if you're a man that makes fifty million dollars a year to implement with a couple of intelligent guys. I mean, I know you and I won't fit that bill, but get a couple of guys. <laughs> like a referee a football game. I, I know the game. <laughs> totally, totally messing around trying to get a, an extra watcher. They just left, so that didn't work out. But you know, the reality is, is that shit. I mean. Put it together. I mean, you make a fan say, hey, listen, the NFL is spending $50 million a year, which is chump change. You're paying your, your, your the guy to run the league. Whatever the number is, it's not even going to equate to $50 million a year. might equate to whatever it is, but you're saying, wow, the NFL is taking their referees seriously. They're implementing certain things that aren't going to happen anymore. Right. And, and you know, it, it's selling your fan and everything else. I'm not a big fan of the female referees either, because it seems like the NFL is trying to be politically correct all of a sudden. And listen, if those girls went through the training and the schooling and you said, Hey, Steve, they came out. They have the experience to do what needed to be done to get there instead of just the NFL putting them on the field. And maybe they are qualified, and I'm sure they are. 
based on the qualifications, which are not that stringent based on the games that are called. Correct. And the things that are going on. Right. So I guess you think they, you think you think there would be a uh, like a personal vendetta with these female refs? Like, yeah, just, like... I think we would have a lot. You, <laughs> I mean, you could only imagine the picketing that would be going on outside the stadium <laughs> with these women. I mean, I'd have to go in with hot chocolate and PR and say, listen, <laughs> you guys are fine. It's nothing about you being a female. In fact, I love I love everything about you. I just want you to go through the schooling like everybody else, male or Fair. female. As long as you get a 95 percentile on the six-month program that the NFL's training you, and you come in making 100. And then if you're that good, you can get 100 and a quarter. And then mm -hmm. after five years, you're tenured. You say, oh, what's the top pay? 250. And there is no other job. $250,000 today for a single. And you got to study tape just like everybody else. Right. And you got to do all the shit that the that players do to prepare for games. You guys also got to be on your A game too at all times. You change the whole outlook of the league. You yeah, really 100%. would. 100%. And you'd, you'd get your, you get your fan base a little more solidified. And a lot of guys that lost tough games, fans, teams, owners, that would be straightened out. Right. For minimal money based on how much the NFL makes, which you I and agree. I discussed. So mm -hmm. that's something I'd love to hear feedback from the public out there. Anybody that's listening to Dave and I, your thought process on the NFL upgrading that whole entire um, crew. Yeah, because you know what? You don't want to you don't want to be talking about this kind of shit every year. You know what I mean? You don't want to you don't want to go into the conference championship round and be like, I can't believe the Texans lost because of a holding call that really didn't exist. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to, you don't want to do that to a team that's been busting their ass all year long and get a complete, like they go home, you know, because of a whole, like a bad call. It's just, you don't want to have this conversation. You have it now. You rectify the situation now and you won't have to have this conversation again. That's all. Right. I agree. Get it done. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't no, think so it's going to happen anytime <laughs> soon. I think mm -hmm. the podcast, I don't know, hopefully we could hang in there and maybe they'll <laughs> implement it. We'll see when, when Goodell, I write him a letter and he gives us a call. I asked for mm. five minutes. Yeah. Um, rejected. All right. But we'll see what <laughs> happens. You never know. Um, so yeah, that's, that's something to think about certainly in, in, and something they can clean up in the NFL. But we'll see what happens there. Um, well, yeah, man, we listen. We covered the NFL. We covered the officiating. We got a little bit of a nice intro going here. I think um, I think the listeners will be happy going forward. I think there's going to be a lot of conversation to be had. Baseball is coming back. We haven't even touched on the Knicks. You know, like the, the Rangers are playing good hockey. Um, you and I are both dads. You know what I mean? So, like, we definitely touch on a lot of stuff uh, with that as we go. So, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, man. Yeah, I think I think we'll we'll try to, you know, get get an audience going, try to get a little little comedy in there, get a little funny, um, say some stuff that's, uh, you know, captivating to people, not drag it out and see if we can get some feedback, positive feedback. Look, we'll know in a few months how, how it's going and if if it looks like it'll catch and we'll get better. It's not going to happen. Yeah. It's not going to happen in your first session. You're not going to. I think once you loosen up. It's like therapy. It's like that. Yeah, no, it's like therapy. Yup. And, you know, there's a couple of moments where you feel a little looser. I let go. I caught you on a giggle. It was legit. That's a, some of the things I'm looking forward to building on 
in 35 minutes that they're giggling like us mm-hmm. and we're making some key points um about whatever the topic is we're talking about our kids punishment listen i i tell people um you know my girls are 15 and 12 and um They've been writing punishment letters from the day they were born. So as soon as, you know, as soon as that action and I, you have a daughter and a son, so you have the best of both worlds. I have just girls. So I'm the only man in the house, but God bless. Yeah. (laughs) When I tell these girls, I'll tell you stories about them writing letters. They have files, A to Z apology letters on (laughs) Just, just, I mean, they come down the stairs sending down letters on a hook and some fishing <laughs> string because that's how crazy I get here with the expectations that they have to remember. They have everything we didn't have. For, and for that's right. how I look at it. I look at it like these kids are so, you look at what your wife does. You look at how you guys work together to try to keep these kids um. You'll wait. You'll see in five years how much different it is. My daughter's in high school now. You know, you'll have them in sports. Sports is a huge outlet. We'll talk about parenting. I can't wait to talk about the failures of parenting. Get a few people on the line and say, hey, for sure, for sure. You know, explain some of the details about uh, a behavioral intervention plan called a BIP. (laughs) You have a BIP for your kid, you're suffering. I'll write it for you, but you have to implement it. I'm with it. I'll take, I'm with it. I'll take a couple of calls a week because you're going to tell me that they're still sitting at the table with their phone, or they're oh. not, or that's awful. I mean, I, I'm I'm in the I'm in the they want to watch TV a lot, even during dinner, and I'm just nah, like, bro. Ugh. It's like I'm listen sometimes, and you know this. Post- yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, you know this. Like, there's there's ways to. There's uh you you live to fight another day sometimes. You know what I mean? Like well, if there's yeah. a temper tantrum happening, I'm like, watch whatever the fuck you want, just stop screaming. See, that's <laughs> where that's where I've had to deal with child protective services <laughs> where wrestling becomes and I'm not a wrestling guy, but all of a sudden I got someone in a sleeper hold. And that <laughs> that that tantrum, all of a sudden they're grinding their teeth, slowly losing the tantrum. And my wife's going, really? I go, yeah. She's turning blue. It's like, ah, it's a nice shade on her. I go, one time, one time only. It was a one time. Listen, with my little one, and she's she's a run for her money. Um, It was a one-time thing. But listen, it's a constant battle. It's a constant battle. It never stops. Like I was listening to Jimmy. Jimmy's like, oh, and your baby. I tell my dude, my daughter's 14 years old playing varsity softball, winning the county championship here, playing with kids that are 18. They're all going to the prom. They're picking my 14-year up to go to Taco Bell. I don't even know where she is. And I'm going, she's like, yeah. I mean, and she, there was, I'll tell you the story where she was cutting class. My daughter's on the honor roll cutting class. I said, what are you cutting? You don't have any friends. You're in ninth grade. Well, she was <laughs> hanging out with kids that were 18 years old, graduating, going to UConn. Taking oh, wow. scholarships to Hofstra, Stony Brook, nine <laughs> kids graduated, but they were calling my daughter 14, little freshie, batted fifth, was a pitcher, pitched six games, shared first base with a senior, 
but grew up real quick. Did I ever think my 14-year-old was going to be pitching in the Long Island Championship her first year in high school? I mean, I put a shitload of work into her just because she was interested. And being that she was interested, I ran with it. Yeah, I was a baseball player. I wanted to facilitate. People around me, the Little League, were saying, Steve, why are you going to lessons? Why is your daughter... I said, she's interested. It's something to do. I said, what's the alternative? Sit home and put her on an iPad or let mm-hmm. them be socially fucking stupid or looking at TikTok <laughs> or, or some shit? I said, no, she's interested. So now, five years later, all these little league kids are going, holy shit. My daughter's in the paper as a freshman. Listen, it was just the fact as a freshman at 14, you were able to play and start on a varsity team, win the Suffolk County Championship, play in every single game, and be liked by girls that are 18 going to college. Yeah. And that, that's what I'm looking for. And my little one's a better athlete than my big one. But wow. she came home yesterday crying from JV basketball practice. Like, I get it. I'm picking her up at the school, and I'm like, fucking more 15-year-old drama. I'm going, oh, my God, what is this bullshit? So now I got to put on the game face. I hear, (laughs) so I'm like, yeah, well, I go, Eva, what's going on? What's the matter? She goes, oh, the coach was talking to the varsity coach about how I spilled hot chocolate on Saturday on the court because he brought in bagels. And, you know, I'm supposed to be a captain and be able to, I'm like, I'm listening to this about a hot chocolate spillage. I'm going, (laughs) I got crying from 15-year-olds over a hot chocolate spillage that the coach brought in for them to share. He's being a little bit of a hard ass about the hot chocolate and teasing her. Listen, he's coaching 15-year-old girls. I get it. You know, he's teasing them. So I said to my daughter, I go, listen, my wife's like, I'm calling the athletic director that she's upset. I said, listen, she's playing every minute of every game. She's a starting power forward. He's a, he named her captain of the team. He had he knows she played varsity softball last year and won the championship. There's a lot of variables on why he's riding her. Yeah, of course. You're not calling the athletic director, you jackass. To, <laughs> she stayed. I thought she might go, but she stayed 30 <laughs> years later. And she's like, and my wife played at Virginia too. My wife. Oh, play. nice. Well, hey, listen. And, and your mic went out again. But uh, more on this um, as we <laughs> as we go. Uh, you're gonna listen to the Steve Roman Show, um, uh, Roman's Rundown. Each and every, I believe we're gonna try to air these on Thursdays to try to get the recording on Wednesdays. Guests coming out. So for Steve, uh, on behalf of his uh, audio issues, and of course myself, Dave Sturgill. We will see you guys next time on Roman's Rundown.